0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Ballet & Beyond podcast, where we interview current and former professionals, teachers, patrons, and more from the world of ballet and dance. You'll get insight from top dancers and instructors in the industry, as well as local performers and educators, as they talk about their experiences in the business. I'm your host today, Pete Commander. If you're from the greater Baltimore area, don't forget to check out Charm City Ballet, located in Cockeysville, where we offer classes for all dancers ages 3 through adult. Visit www.charmcityballet.com for information on classes, auditions, and upcoming performances. This is our second episode of Ballet and Beyond, and today's guest is former Washington Ballet soloist Rebecca Volpel. Becca trained at the Kirov Academy as well as Maryland Youth Ballet, and was featured in the award-winning 2011 documentary First Position. After high school, Becca became a company member at Washington Ballet before pursuing higher education at Towson University. She currently resides in Baltimore and is a guest teacher at local studios and schools. Uh, Becca, thanks so much for talking to us today. So we're going to we'll start with uh, we'll start with first position. Um, In what ways did life as a dancer change after the film was released?
1: Yeah. So I feel like my dance life was mostly affected by it. Um, most people in the quote real world, you know, didn't really know about the documentary. So mostly my dance life is, is you know, where that effect came from, because it was kind of like a, a celebrity situation in a way. Um, it was just hard to go on auditions for various companies and colleges and um, people not to know who I was. So I, I had this weird kind of standard to live up to um, that I wasn't quite prepared for. Um, A lot of people would say, oh, they saw it. Did you like how you were portrayed or things like that? And um, that that started to get to me a little bit because, you know, then it had me thinking, you know, what do I mean? This is a great experience. And Mm. so I just wasn't so used to people recognizing me and, you know, having maybe like a negative connotation about that or or you know some kind of standard that they had created in their their mind about what that was like for me. So
0: right. mostly the
1: dance world was was interesting to uh, feel from that.
0: Hmm. Hmm. So what were what were some of the things that uh, you know being part of that project? What were some of the things that you sort of learned about yourself and about uh, you know the dance world that you didn't know before you had done that.
1: Yeah, so I definitely learned about uh, reality TV. Uh, mm. <laughs> I did not realize that things were as prompted as they were. Um, I know you hear those things all the time, but it, it really is like that. And I can remember at one point we were at uh, YAGP Nationals, and that's when they were following most of us around. And we, we were all kind of saying to each other, "Oh, look, they're over here! Hurry, run the other <laughs> way!" Cause we were, we were kind of just you know over the cameras in that in that moment we were just pretty much pretty much done with it so um uh-huh, it was uh-huh. an interesting little camaraderie that we built but um it, it just taught me that how I, how conscious i needed to be about how i came off to other people and other dancers mm-hmm. um i think from that experience i learned to not be maybe as judgmental it helped me just to think about my words and my actions before doing them um helped me see some situations from other perspectives that I, I wasn't aware of before, you know, Mm -hmm. I was very in a bubble in this, uh, small town USA situation. So I wasn't aware of how ballet affected other people. So Mm -hmm. definitely changed my perspective on the world and the dance world around me for sure.
0: Mm. Um, How did, um, being part of, uh, the documentary affect your career decisions as far as dance is concerned? Um, Or did it affect, I guess I should ask, did it affect your career decisions?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure that it had a direct effect on it. I mean, I definitely saw some of the the glamour and the glitz and um, the benefits that the ballet and dance world could give me um, Mm -hmm. if I was just willing to work for it. Um, But I don't know that it changed my career path. I think I would have kind of followed that route had I been in the documentary world or not. Mm. That's just where, um, I was at that moment in my life. And, um, I just kind of fit really easily. So I think that it just kind of, I don't know that it deterred me or made me do something differently. Um, looking back on it.
0: Okay. Uh, and then, so you graduated high school and, uh, auditioned for Washington ballet. Is that, is that accurate?
1: Yep. So I was um, at Maryland Youth Ballet and a a smaller jazz and tap studio um, called Spotlight Studio of Dance. Okay. Um, So I was doing that, uh, going to high school and then leaving at like 1030 to drive to Silver Spring to go to Maryland Youth Ballet. And then Mm. um, right from there, going to another studio. So dance was like really my life, obviously. So Mm -hmm. um, right after high school, I kind of didn't feel like I fit in with the other kids you know i i didn't miss out on any of the big things if you will prom homecoming things like that but um i wasn't like hanging out at chick-fil-a
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right or
1: anything after school i was you know putting leotard tights point shoes done let's go like let's mm. let's hit the studio so i just was in a different world and i didn't feel like the kids in school i didn't feel like we had the same goals. so obviously my goal was, you know, I want to be in this in this dance world. I want to be a professional ballet dancer. So Washington Ballet, again, really just made sense. It was close to where I'm from. Um, mm-hmm. So I could still have some of those pieces of my life that I was used to and comfortable with, um, but without having to stay in this, you know, high school, college kind of world because I thought I had wanted to break out of that. So,
0: right. <laughs> Right. So was was life in a professional company what you expected it to be? Sort of what you had built it up to be?
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, again, referencing the glamour and the glitz. I mean, there mm-hmm. was some of that, but it is tough. I mean, that is just hard work. It's just constant hustle. And I think the thing that I really started to not like about it was um, the relationship aspect of it. So mm-hmm. You you know, you hear those horror stories of people I don't even know glass in the point shoes or whatever. but <laughs> it was more so just like, you know, the people that I wanted to be friends with and because i'm all I've always been a social person are are now my competitors. and mm. yet we have to dance together in the core, but we're also fighting for that one soloist spot. So it, it just became very difficult to build relationships with your coworkers without, you know, Giving up something that you want and something that you're striving to do, so mm. that became really difficult. And I think that's part of the reason why it, it was not for me. Um, I just i I couldn't handle that pressure. I couldn't handle that. Um, I mean, and aside from the relationship aspect of it, it's you know dancing all day, performing all night, going home, doing it again. Um, and like I said, I I lived at home, so I was. On a first company member salary, so my choice uh-huh. was to save money. You know, live at home, and the commute was two hours one way. So that mm. took on me too, and I think it was just a number of things that I was like, "Wow, this is this is not what I thought." Um, I mean, don't get me wrong; it was a fabulous experience, and. I I wouldn't trade it for the world because I got to do and see so many things and perform for some really awesome people on cool stages and, Mm. you know, perform ballets that, you know, were everything, you know, it was just, it was awesome, but it was definitely not exactly how I had pictured in my head. That's for sure.
0: (laughs) Right, right. And so you went back to school, you went, uh, you went to Towson?
1: Yep. Towson University. So both of my parents went there and again, it was comfortable I had had a few offers to be in a dance in a dance department environment um, in other schools. But for me, it didn't make sense. I had already done that and figured out I didn't want to choose that path. So um, what else scared me kind of about the ballet and dance world was um, the monetary aspect of it in mm-hmm. that I was afraid of what was I going to do when I was 30 years old and um, maybe didn't have an education and then where would my career take me? So in a way I kind of got spooked and I was just like, you know, let's go college route, you know, let's join the dance team. What's more fun than dancing at football games in front of all these people. So right. um, I, I needed that fun brought back into dance for me. I think I had lost some of that because it became, you know, my job and Mm. I had lost some of that love and passion for it, so um, I, I after going to Towson, it allowed me to find that fun aspect of it that I I kind of forgot. So,
0: mm. and what was your what was your major? What's your degree in?
1: It is healthcare administration. <laughs>
0: okay, were you involved at all with the dance department there, or did you decide I, uh, just to separate that out and? keep yeah, it I separate. Have
1: friends, I have friends who were in there. So yeah, I did decide to keep it out for my own path. Um, just, I really just wanted to find that fun again. I mean, mm. I, that's what was missing for me. Um, and I knew I loved it. I knew it was there. It just kind of got lost when I had made it my whole world and didn't have anything else. Right. Um, so I had to find that. So yeah, long story short, separated from the dance department I took some drop-in classes here and there but Mm. um, the dance team was pretty tough so that that consumed most of my time. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, If you could talk to (laughs) your 10 years younger self uh, what would you tell her Uh, what kind of things I guess as far as like pathway would you maybe have done a little bit differently or would you recommend for someone else to to do?
1: I I feel like everybody's different. I wouldn't do anything differently. I, mean, mm. I had a really cool upbringing. I, I went to, you know, the Kirov in D.C., which was a, an amazing experience that, that taught me to you know grow up at a young age and be resilient and, you know, that I can do this by myself. And you know, caused friction in my household when I was in high school, you know, suddenly uh-huh. i you and I was like, no, <laughs> I live on my own. So
0: um,
1: now I got to experience a lot of really, really neat things that the typical student and maybe even dancer doesn't participate in. Um, so I think if I could talk to my younger self, I would just say, you know, to be confident. Um, I think it's hard to find that confidence when you're, um, constantly being like corrected in the dance studio. Mm. So, um, I think, you know, taking that with a grain of salt and recognizing that, um, you know, this is temporary. I'm not going to be getting corrected for this forever, or I'm not going to be getting this feedback forever. Mm. Um, just being confident in those things and that you're, you're doing the right thing for you. Um, I think a lot of times, especially with social media, I'm lucky I didn't have that growing up, so I didn't have that influence on me, but I think, now it can be very difficult and daunting for people to look and say, oh, well, so-and-so did it this way. I have to do it that way. Mm. And that's just not how at least my path was. And it's not how um, I, I was really brought up either. My parents mm. definitely gave me the freedom to explore, which was lovely. But um, yeah, I mean, looking back, I don't think I would I would do much else differently. I, I learned from every single thing that I went through those those moments that you know broke me down and you know hurt a little bit it definitely made me stronger in the end and mm. i think what's funny now like even in a corporate environment or you know in my personal life um if something makes me nervous i always just look back to the things that i've previously done and i think to myself wow if i can dance on that stage or if i can overcome that you know nerve-wracking moment then yeah, i can do this like this is this is teeny in the grand scheme of things so mm. um, Yeah, I think everything that I I went through, um, good, bad, ugly, (laughs) definitely (laughs) helped mold me into the person, professionally, personally, um, teacher uh, that I I am today.
0: Mm. So So you mentioned teacher. What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing now? Um, I know you're teaching uh, locally, but talk to us about where and what and how.
1: So aside from guest teaching at a few fun summer intensives and things like that this summer, um, (laughs) I teach, uh, fitness classes. So that's kind of how I keep myself in, you know, dancer shape, if you will. Um, I fell into bar a couple years ago, um, and I absolutely love it. So I teach soul body bar all over the Baltimore area. I teach at brick bodies, Padonia. Um, and I also teach like pop-up events in the city, in Baltimore city. So we'll do like, a a bar and yoga class or a bar and brew or um, anything that's kind of fun getting the community engaged in fitness um, I think that will be my next challenge and endeavor is trying to find a way to get the community excited and caring mm. about fitness so
0: excellent we'll see. <laughs> excellent awesome yeah <laughs> well thanks so much for joining us today and uh and being on the show
1: yeah thank you for having me this was awesome
0: If you haven't already, go check out First Position wherever you get your movies. It gives great insight into the life of young dancers and is a great resource for anyone who isn't familiar with the world of ballet. This episode was brought to you by Charm City Ballet. If you live in the greater Baltimore area, don't forget to check out Charm City Ballet located in Cockeysville. Visit www.charmcityballet.com for information on classes, auditions, and upcoming performances. Next week, we have ABT Company member Alex Basmeji on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving Ballet & Beyond a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. For questions and guest requests, please email us at podcast at gmail.com. I'm your host, Pete Commander. Thanks for listening.